0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pure Ambition Podcast, the show dedicated to bringing you conversations that will help you level up your fitness, mindset, and life. I'm your host, Don Fusco, and it is my mission to empower each and every listener to become the best version of themselves and live a life worth remembering. Today, you guys are in for a treat as I welcome on my boy, Doug Elks. Doug is an entrepreneur, investor, and host of the AIM podcast, Ambition in Mind. A little Pure Ambition, Ambition in Mind collaboration today. Doug is a former Division I college basketball player. He played at Western Carolina University and now consults for brands, helping them drive revenue through marketing, sales, and building brand awareness. He's passionate about faith, fitness, and building businesses. Doug talks a ton about how faith, fitness, and mindset are a lethal trio in living a great life, living according to your purpose. If you find value in this episode, the best thing that you could do is to share it with a friend and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I really appreciate it. It helps the show grow. And now without further ado, let's get into it with my guy, Doug Elks. All right, everybody. We got a very special guest today. We got my boy, Doug Elks in the building, virtually. Doug, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. What's up, bro? Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. And uh,
1: yeah, w- you know, when we connected a couple of weeks ago, I just, I love your energy. I love your passion and, and what you're doing, bro. So super happy to come on and uh, let's have a good conversation. I
0: appreciate you, bro. And likewise, you know, I came across your profile on Instagram a couple of months ago and immediately was just drawn to your your content, your energy, your miss your mission, the message that you put out, the content that you're producing, the community that you're building, and just being a real light in this world so where does all that come from when you look at you when people see you from the outside looking in you're a natural born leader like I can see that everybody else can see that where does that leadership come from and how have you just been able to continue to you know grow as a person and and really get to where you are now like where does that story begin
1: yeah bro that that's a good question you know I um without going super deep into my whole entire story that that could take a while. But essentially, bro, like I I grew up in a um, in a tough kind of family situation. My dad was very addicted to drugs and alcohol growing up. I saw that I saw how he lived. I saw that effect it had on our family. My mom on the other side of things is, is my best friend. She's incredible. She has worked tremendously hard to be able to provide for myself and my brother and our family. And so Dude, I got to see both ends of the spectrum um, very early. And it was it was challenging, dude, it, you know, being young and not really understanding life. I still don't understand life at 23. I'm not claiming to understand it now, but I maybe know a little more than I did when I was that age. Um, it was it was really tough. And I didn't understand, you know, I'd go to my, my friend's houses or whatever, and they'd be playing basketball with their dad or whatever. And I was like, man, I don't understand why I don't have that. And, and, and I struggle with that. And, you know, my mom was – incredible to kind of take on both roles. And she was, I mean, more than I could have ever asked in terms of a mentor someone that taught me so much and and, and honestly just inspired me to work hard. And I, and I do believe, you know, where my, my passion, my drive for life and and my ambition for lack of a better word comes from is seeing kind of both lifestyles and and kind of how it affects people and being very, very strongly encouraged and motivated to live a certain way, because I, I want to make an impact. I want to help people. I want to lift people up um and bro I, I definitely do this for god and not myself and that's been the biggest and best part of kind of my life at this point is just knowing that you know i'm, I'm not doing this for me and it's, it's really not about me and and i hope that it never comes across that way because i really do want people to know that like i'm just a normal dude i haven't done anything special i just feel called by god to just live with energy and, and try to you know point it back to him and and figure that out but yeah bro i hope I think that answers what you're asking, but I mean, essentially, man, it's all the glory to God. And I, I just want to, you know, use my platform, my energy to to honor him and and help people.
0: So I know you started ambition in mind, the aim, the aim podcast back in, I believe that was 2020. Um, before that, have you always been a natural born leader? Have you always had this strong faith and this strong relationship with God?
1: Yeah, bro. So, I mean, I, um, I grew up I would say I grew up a Christian I grew up going to church my mom and I would go to church I definitely knew about God but I did not know God personally and I think that's the biggest thing you know I talk to people about this a lot Um, before my relationship with Jesus I would just say I would call myself a Christian but I think that it I don't think it is very different it's a very different life than walking with Jesus and saying I put my faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross and I accept that and I believe in it and I, I have true dependence on him alone and that's That shift I made when I when I truly got saved and put my faith in Jesus was my freshman year of college. I uh, was very fortunate to be surrounded by an amazing group of friends, Um, one in particular, Joe Simi, I'll name drop him. He uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman at Roanoke College. So when I when I graduated high school, I went to play my freshman year of college basketball at Roanoke and I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was getting into the swing of things and I was like, man, this is a really sick opportunity to play college sports. I was really excited about that, but I'm just so grateful that God had placed him in my life to kind of be there to guide, to lead and and honestly to lead me to him and, and show me like there's a certain way that we're called to live. And when we don't live this way, like it's it's going to be challenging because God designed us um, in such a cool way where we we do depend and need him. And so, yeah, man, you know, after that year spending uh, a lot of time with Joe and, and just learning, I, uh, I definitely feel like I'm living differently now. And uh, it's been really, really cool to see you know certain things i think about differently um especially like this aim platform and this really anything i do not i've got a lot of flaws and i'm not not perfect by any means but i think when you you know intentionally live for him things come differently um and you're motivated differently um and I, and i think that's been the coolest part about where i am now it's like i'm i'm driven by a source that is beyond myself and that's where i'm most excited about because it's it's not about me like i said so yeah man that's that's kind of how everything happened
0: so you started aim back in 2020 did you feel called by god to start this platform start this movement whatever you want to call it where did that all stem from where did the idea come from and then how did it all come to fruition yeah so yeah 2020
1: is when we only when we launched this thing you know i've had um, kind of a desire to do something like this for a while. I think kind of dating back to what I, what I told you about a minute ago with my dad, just seeing his lack of ambition and, and kind of the the problems that it, um, that it presented to our family and, and the stress and the pain and, and different things like that. I was like, man, like there's no shot. Like we're not called to live that way. Like we're not. And and I, and I pray for people that are go through, you know, hard times and addictions and different things that are presented on their life that are challenging to navigate. I'm not saying it's, just, it's easy, but I do believe when we, when we seek God, when we seek something bigger than ourselves, we can overcome it. I don't think there's anything that we've been presented with on earth that we can't overcome with his help, not on our own. I think we need him. And um, so, yes, I mean, that was a big, a big piece of it. Just like having a desire to kind of serve and, and make an impact on on people and so, yeah, 2020 rolls around. It was kind of that perfect timing. And I think it's cool to see how in the midst of a lot of darkness, a lot of hard times, God can be a blessing and plant a lot of seeds. And I felt like the timing was right to go ahead and figure something out. And obviously there was more going on. There was COVID. There was race relations. There was like a lot of a lot of darkness. And then I was like, man, like I don't want to li- like life's too short. I don't want to live any longer to not feel like I'm, you know, living out my calling and what he's put on my heart and so yeah dude it was a night in April of 2020 I was in the basement of my house at my mom's house and I was on the FaceTime with one of my good friends from like I've I've known her since kindergarten and I was talking to her and I was like look she's she's very very gifted with like design and digital like creating digital logos and all this cool stuff and I was like listen I gotta bounce some ideas off you I need I'm ready to start something And so I told her, I was like, you know, I want to figure out, I got to make, I want to make a platform. I want to make a a way that we can reach people. And I need a name for it. I need a logo. I need I need to kind of get this thing rolling, some brand guidelines. I was like, I want to build it around like a word. Like, I don't know if there's like a certain word that I like or some, like a word I'd want to describe myself that hopefully others can, you know, use as well. And I was like, ambition is always a word that I've been really drawn to just because I know how important it is in your life. And I was like, well, where does ambition truly start? I was like, it starts like in your, in your head. It starts in your mind. Like you have to have ambition in mind. And then, and then it just like, it was God. It was definitely God. Like it just kind of clicked, it flowed. And then I was like, the acronym is aim. Like you're aiming, like it just all came together. Um, And so that was in April of 2020. Fast forward to the summer. um, She kind of helped me draft up some different logos, some mock-ups, some stuff. Fast forward to the summer in July, I get up to Western Carolina for, for workouts, for basketball, and we were going in and out of quarantine because guys were testing positive. We we're getting tested like all the time. And so they would shut us down for two weeks. And I was with some buddies and I, you know, I presented the idea. We started talking about it and they're like, let's get this thing off the ground. And so all we did was we started a social media page on Instagram page. And we're like, we're going to post at the time, bro." it's so much different than it was then. But at the time we're like, we're going to have motivation Monday. We're going to have uh, workout Wednesday. We're going to have, reco- I think we're doing like recovery th- no, maybe recovery was on Sunday. We did a food Friday, but we had like different content days and we were just doing content and like trying to just put out good stuff. Um, and then two weeks into it, we're like, we'll throw our logo on a t-shirt. Let's see how that does. And like, we didn't by any means want to like start a clothing company. It wasn't like, we're not going to be like a clothing brand, but we did that. And um, it was so cool to see the response. I just put a couple pictures of it on my story and it sold out. We had like 54 shirts sell out in like 48 hours. And so, like, man, this is cool. Like, people are like, can gravitate towards this message. And I think the coolest part about it, it was never, like I mentioned, it was never about me. It was never about my friends. It was never about any one particular person, but it was a place where no matter who you were, what you look like, where you come from, you could be a part of this community and you could identify with ha- having ambition in your life and what that looks like. And so, yeah, bro, that's how it started. That's kind of where it is now. And, um, Yeah, bro. It was a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun and I'm excited to see where it
0: continues to go. It's funny. I actually went back and I listened to one of the first episodes that you guys released talking about seizing the opportunity. And I loved it. You know, I loved the the premise of it and just, you know, God will he, he will present things to you at specific times. And it's all about taking massive, immediate action. As soon as you have an idea for something, because inspiration and motivation is fleeting. But I believe that more of it comes just by continuing to take that action, messy action, whatever it is, just go for it, just start it. So by seizing that opportunity initially, what other opportunities have come about because you took that one leap, because you took that risk, because you started to put yourself out there and build this platform back in 2020?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, even before I answer that, like you're, you're totally right, bro. Like there's no doubt about it. And this is something I still struggle with and face every day. It's like, there's so many things that we as human beings have a desire and calling to do. And we push them off or make excuses on why we can't do them now, because maybe the situation is not perfect, or maybe we don't feel like we have all the resources we need to do it. And that's just such, it's such a hurdle that we need to learn how to overcome because at the end of the day, like If you have a calling, a passion, if you're a believer and you feel like God's put something in your heart, dude, just go. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to like fully be, you know, where where you envision it being at the end. And I think that's another thing that we deal with is like, even myself, like I'll see a vision of like what I want it to look like. And I'm like, man, how am I going to get it to look like that tomorrow? that's not realistic. Like it's going to take time and, and countless hours to get to that point. And so those are just some things I think we need to understand and, and be conscious of. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, it's it's opened up so many cool doors. I think the best part about what AIM has done in my life is one, the relationships I've been able to build from it, but really just seeing and meeting a lot of like-minded people. It's cool to see people that have kind of gravitated towards it and getting to build relationships with other people. And and it's so cool. Like they've affected me in a lot of ways. And, you know, we put out the content and, um, you know, in hopes that it impacts one person at a time, but like the responses we get and the different people that have been involved in the community are so much more important than anything that we've ever done. And so that's been really cool. And yeah, man. mean, you know, the relationships turn into friendships in terms of brotherhood, like all that cool stuff. And even business partners like outside of AIM, you know, I've been able to start businesses and do cool stuff with people because essentially from the root of, you know, AIM and, and the platform. So it's, yeah, it's been a huge blessing in that way.
0: Yeah, so we're always told, you know, your network is your net worth. And in college, you know, especially as as athletes, we're told, you know, just utilize your network, you know, and, and lean into that that athlete that you are. Um, and you know, what you've learned as an athlete and like that all carries over into life. Did you find it difficult once your sport was over, once you were done playing basketball, and now you're out in the real world, you're out in the business world, um, to then kind of shift your identity a little bit. Uh, cause I found for me after losing football, not losing football, but after being done playing football, it's like, okay, well, who am I now? You know, when you're in school, it's, you're trying to be the best student you can be. You're trying to be the best athlete you can be. Right. And then once you graduate, more things come on your plate, you have more responsibilities, more things you have to manage. You can't just, your focus has to be divvied up in different places. So what's been the hardest thing for you transitioning out of basketball and into the world of business?
1: Well, to be, to be completely honest with you, bro, like I started this platform um, while I was still playing college basketball Facts. (laughs) Facts. So it wasn't, <laughs> Facts. Yeah. So and and maybe you know it, it is what it is. It's like this is what happened. Like I probably kind of made that transition a little before the the right time, if you want to put it that way. But like I started this man before my senior season, and um, I fell in love with it, dude. I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with the community. I fell in love with the you know, like I was saying, like the different interactions I was having with people, and I just felt so strongly to uh, pursue this. So for me, honestly, the transition was not that difficult. I think um, the hard part was like I grew up and basketball is everything for me, and so making that decision was was challenging just because like that, that was such a big piece of my life, but I, I was able to kind of fill that that hole with something that I felt called to do and something that was kind of honestly energizing me and so Yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't super challenging. I think the challenging part was navigating that passion and desire while also still playing college basketball because (laughs) I was a captain my senior year and there was obviously a calling for me to lead and, and impact the team the best I could. But at the same time, like when practice was over and I got, you know, my extra work in or whatever, but I would leave and go back to my apartment. I'd fill orders or I would, you know, get on calls trying to like just meet people so we could have more guests for the podcast or go make content. Like it was like, Every time, every ounce of time I spent outside of the game or team stuff, I was working on aim. And so I was kind of living this like trying to be balanced, but I guess it maybe wasn't a super balanced, but yeah, bro, like it wasn't a super challenging transition just because what I ended up kind of moving to was something I felt even more called to do at this current stage in life. Um, And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Not saying it's been perfectly uphill and smooth, but it's definitely been a really fun kind of next season post basketball
0: for sure and you know i i think one of the struggles that a lot of people who i've talked to recently and i've also felt this myself is turning your passion then into a business and utilizing social media realizing that in today's day and age you really can turn whatever it is you're passionate about whatever it is that you have a vision for into a business but it's not going to happen overnight right so somebody looks at you and they say, well, man, well, will we'll, Doug has, you know, he was, he's been able to do it because of this, or, you know, they make excuses as to why they can't do it. And I'm guilty of making excuses for that myself, but how are you able to not focus on just the money side of things and really just, you know, stay true to what you felt God was calling you to do and then, you know, continue to turn this passion into a business.
1: Yeah, bro. A couple of things to unpack here. I, I think one thing, and I, I've made content about this before and I talk about it. I truly believe energy creates opportunity. And I think the more, I think a lot of people, and I've done this before, like a lot of people would kind of almost expect things to happen for them. Like it's almost an expectation where we get in this mindset. Where it's like, I, I just expect it's going to work out for me. And, and a lot of times there are things that are out of our control that will happen and they can be good. They can be bad, whatever but there's something that we can't control and that's the energy we're putting out into the world and i believe when you're positive when you are energetic when you're like wanting to go out of your way to help people good things happen not because of what you did but just that's the kind of energy that that comes back and and so that's been the biggest thing for me is not worrying like you said kind of about the money that's never been something like a big focus of mine it's more so like how many people can i meet And how many people can I help that I meet? Like, it's one thing to just be like, oh, I want to, I want to meet this person and know them, but like, can you meet them and bring them value? Can you meet them and actually help them, you know, connect a dot or, or fill a void or do something like solve a problem? Like, and that's been where I've spent more time strategizing and, um, and just, and having fun with it. Like that's, that's something I enjoy doing. Like I was telling you before the podcast and I think we chatted the other day, but like I genuinely love connecting people together. Like it's something I take pride in. It's something I'm really excited about because I know when two people need to meet and they can bring each other value, like I would love to just be the connector to help that that happen. And so that's kind of what's happened, man. And and I think a lot of times we got to figure out what we want. I think sometimes we, we think we want something, but we don't really work for it in that way. And so like whatever you're working for, like your work ethic and your actions typically determine like what you really want. Like, if you don't, like, if you're not working and putting time into, like, try to build something or do something, you probably don't really want it. Um, and so that's been a big thing for me too. I'm like, if there's something I want, I'm going to put the action. I'm, not, I'm talking about it's great. You can you can talk through it, share it with a friend, like, let them know you want to do it. But if you're not actually putting time in or the focused energy, the ener- like the energy into it, you're you're probably not going to get to where you want to go. And so, that's been a big piece of it. And then trusting God, dude, just trusting him that he's leading and like, he's going to open the right doors in the right timing. And maybe in my eyes, it doesn't seem like the right timing. I want certain things to happen, but knowing that he's also in control and that I've just been called to work hard and honor him. Um, it's kind of what I've tried to focus on the best of my abilities. And it's, it's been really cool to see, you know, his faithfulness and you know what he provides, not saying he's going to make you a millionaire out, you know, overnight, but it's cool to see God is truly faithful and he He provides and um, he's called us to do it in, in a certain way. So yeah, bro, I, I haven't done anything yet, but um, I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully we can just keep helping people one,
0: one day at a time. I beg to differ that you haven't done anything yet. But, you know, <laughs> it's again, you're 23 years old, man, like just getting started. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you haven't done anything, but in hindsight, in the reality of like, you know, what your potential is and like what you're capable of and what you will accomplish. Sure. It's like a small crumb on the plate right now, but there's going to be so much more abundance coming that God's going to lead you to do incredible things as he already has. And like you said, energy, you keep bringing the energy that you bring every single day, more opportunities going to come, the more people you're going to impact. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just admire you for what you're doing there, but also that kind of leads me to my next question of, When you're working hard and when you're putting so much effort and energy in into each thing, you know, you mentioned like, you know, figuring out what you want or figuring out what it is that you need to do or want to do. I know you and I know you have your hand in a lot of different things. Um, You know, your energy is going into a lot of different places. How are you able to compartmentalize and then, you know, give the energy and focus and attention that you need? in business, to your podcast, to your community, to your relationship, to your friends, to um, everything else that to your own health, you know, to all the other to all the other things that uh, that you have in life? This is a really good question. To be
1: quite honest with you, it's something I'm still figuring out and <laughs> still trying to understand because I, I definitely don't have this mastered. Um, but I think two two strategies that I've been using recently that have been effective are one from a, like just a pure structural standpoint. It's like time blocking and like blocking time throughout the day. I know a lot of people do this, but, um, you know, I'll put time on the calendar and be like, this is the time I'm going to work out. No one's going to stop me. No one's going to change it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get it done. And then I'm going to jump into this. And then I typically what I'll do for these different time blocks is just have like a running to do list of things I need to get done. And I'm like, look, I'm going to smash this. I'm going to just go in here. I'm going to get as much as I can done. And then, you know, if there's stuff that's still left and I don't, it's not like super urgent, then I'll, you know, it'll, it'll be there for the next time block when I jump into that particular activity. Um, And then in regards to that, I also, I think prioritizing stuff is really important. So a lot of times I think sometimes our priorities get shifted and we start doing things that maybe. Don't have to be done, or that like, in all honesty, don't bring us the most ROI on that time. And so it's like having more intentionality and like saying, okay, if I want to do a lot more, if I want to take on more, I need to create a system that's going to allow me to do that. And so like the time blocking and prioritizing thing has been really effective for me up to this point. But again, like I said, this disclaimer: I definitely am still kind of molding my uh, my true answer, but that's kind of what I've done to, up to this point, and it's it's worked to some degree. But I know there's ways to make it more efficient. And how do you make time for God within all of that? Yeah, dude, that's, I mean, that's a really good question too. I was actually on a phone call right before this podcast with, with a good buddy who um, he's been on a mission trip in Israel um, for a few months and he just got back to the United States. So I was really excited to chat with him and uh, touch, touch base. But we were talking about that and we were like, dude, like, life gets busy and it's cool. It's, it's really funny. God can bless us in really cool ways. But when those blessings turn into idols, they're no longer like good blessings, because now we're we're taking him out of the deal. And we're like, all right, God put this in front of us. And this is so cool. But like, now I'm so focused on this. And I'm, I'm actually not even thinking about God, where the source of like, where this blessing came from. And so I, for me, everyone's very different. I always have my quiet time in the morning, like I try to either get in the word, I've been doing these really cool um, Bible studies on the Bible app. So like, I don't know, some people use different things. I use the Bible app on the YouVersion Bible app. And there's literally so many topics. So like stuff from like leading in business as a Christian, you know, patience, all the, like, there's so many different topics in there, these like seven day plans. But typically the way they work is they'll have some type of topic devotional, and then they'll have scripture to support it. And then some of them even have a place where you can like type a like a message or like something God's put on your heart. So that's been cool. Um, so I've been doing those in the morning, and that's been like really cool for me. I know that for me, like going, the day can get crazy calls can come up, stuff can happen that are, you know, maybe it wasn't scheduled. And so I like to spend that time with him, you know, first in the morning just to kind of get the day set And those days where I'm, I don't do it. I definitely feel it. Like it's, I get, you know, anxious, I get stressed. They're just, I, am not aligning my, my focus on him first thing as the day starts. And it it definitely can start to kind of spiral in, in a bad direction, but yeah, bro, I w- that would be my encouragement. It's like, whatever you, you know, prioritize is typically what you value the most. And so if you truly want to have a strong relationship with God, like prioritize that time with him and make it something that, you know, proceeds and goes before other things you do.
0: Have there, has there been anything that you've had to like put on the back burner? Because you're like, God has to be my number one priority. Like you said, you know, prioritization is key. So has there been anything that you've had to maybe Push off to the side or eliminate in order to make time for that?
1: Yes, yes, and no. I mean, I think right now, and we were chatting about this as well. Me and my friend before this call is like there there are certain things in my life. One thing I need to work on and, and do a better job of is improve on, is as I've gotten more mature, is saying no and like saying no yeah. to things. I love opportunities, especially in business. Like I, I get excited. I just think it's fun, man. It's not even about the money or anything. Like I want to be involved. I want to help. I want to, I want to bring value. I want to make an impact in the situation. And so I get really excited about stuff like that. But I, I would say that's kind of where I am now is where things have become inbound and like, you know, there's different things are on, the, on the horizon and I need to be very strategic on what I put my time and energy and resources into. So I'm not stretching myself too thin and, and honestly losing sight of what he's put on my heart and, and to do and, and feel called to do. So, yeah, I would say, you know, the big thing for me is like, if I, if I go through my day and I don't think about him or acknowledge him, then I know I either was doing too much or wasn't prioritizing the, the most important thing. And, uh, those are kind of some of the checks that I kind of keep, you know, in my life, but it's, uh, it's good. And then community huge. like building community around you to be able to help you stay in check because sometimes for me it's hard to see I get so like into the moment of like all all the things going on I I can sometimes it's it's hard to see kind of everything and so having someone on the outside be like yo you need you need to chill or like you need to take time to rest or you need to take you know be more intentional with your relationship with God like those things are like really really important so I'm grateful I've got you know really really strong support system that's helped me kind of see that as well so it's been it's been a blessing
0: what's one thing that excites you the most for the rest of the year and for the future of aim for the future of your personal brand and for all the ventures that you have dude
1: not to sound cliché to keep it too simple but like just literally like not leaving anything on the table and just putting out as much positive energy as possible um i truly believe that how i just know how important it is like i've i've literally i've lived with someone who had none and then i've lived with someone who has a lot and i've also seen the, you know, the effects in my life of like, when you have positive energy and you're helping people and you're like going out of your way to say, look, I'm going to do something for you, not looking for anything in return. I just want to bless you. I want to love you. I want to be positive in your life. Those things are so much deeper and and more fulfilling than anything else I've ever experienced. And so, I mean, that's my goal. I think setting out these huge goals are cool. And like, obviously, you know, there's different things we want to accomplish, but like small goal, I guess you could say small goal is like each and every day, I want to make an impact on somebody else in in some way, whether it be directly, indirectly. That does, I mean, that matters. But at the end of the day, I just want to make an impact and help keep pushing all positive energy into this world.
0: No doubt. I love that, bro. Dude, well, I appreciate your time. Big time. You know, this has been awesome. Um, I just had a couple more questions for you. You know, number one is, you know, with everything that you have going on, like, are there any sort of, um goals in terms of like health and fitness um that you're currently pursuing and what's the been the uh you know like what's been the value in that in in really diving into like you know physical health and and fitness goals you know along with everything else you know because i think that a lot of times that gets gets pushed to the side um with entrepreneurs with people who are in who are service driven service based as they sometimes tend to let their, let their health take a backseat. So how important has that been for you in your life?
1: Bro, it's, it's literally so, so important. I, uh, when I, I transferred, so I went to Roanoke college, my freshman year, I transferred to Western Carolina and the NCAA made me sit out a year for red, I had to redshirt. That's just kind of the standard rule at the time. And so what I did, I had to redshirt, and I worked with my strength coach, uh, Jim Wilson was, an absolute beast. Someone I look up to as, you know, he's been a mentor. He's been a friend. He's been such a cool person in my life. And he is the one who really, I would say, I would give him credit be kind of the main person who really kind of got me in health and fitness, um, especially in the weight room. Like, dude, I was with him every single day before and after practice, we were lifting heavy was making me drink half gallon milk protein shakes in class. Like we were doing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, man, like, this is cool. Like, obviously there's a direct correlation for like the hard I work in this room. It's going to dictate, you know, my performance on the court, but I just felt more confident. I just love the way I felt like the feeling of a pump, getting a good sweat in the endorphins, doing the cardio, we'd go do hills and sprints on the field. And like everything just made me just more effective in, the classroom with my teammates, even when I started AIM, like those things, I saw the translation and I saw the impact it was making. I was like, wait, this is kind of cool. Um, and then also, I just started to get more conscious of, like, dude, like we have one life to live here on earth. Like, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to treat ourselves with respect. We need to honor our bodies. We need to do things that are like important to having a good experience here on earth that God's blessed us with. So I'm like, that became kind of a more of intentional thing I would think about. And then obviously, you know, with the brand that we started, Ambition of Mind, it goes hand in hand. Like, I don't want, I don't want people to think it's like a health and fitness brand. Uh, I I really want it to be a mindset more so that you can apply to anything, but I do believe that health and fitness should be something that is prioritized for all people, whether you're an athlete, non-athlete, artist, I don't care what you do or what you love. Like, that's great. You should definitely have some degree of health and fitness in your life just to be a healthy person. Um, And so that's kind of been the biggest thing for me. And then quite honestly, to answer the other part of your question, like that was, you know, I would say that was the biggest challenge for me more so than business The trans, the transition from basketball to business, the the transition from basketball training to like what I'm doing now was actually really challenging because up to, up to that point, I had spent my entire life, like training, strength and conditioning was all catered towards performance in basketball. And so when I finally stopped playing, I was like, wait a second, like I can, lift however I want I can train however I want and so that was a whirlwind of you know and I've only been out for a little over a year now but you know I I jumped I immediately jumped into bodybuilding right after the season I was like I'm gonna put on muscle I'm gonna get jacked it's like I've never been able to do this because like you got to keep your arms around like a certain size if they get too big it's gonna mess up your shot and like all this stuff and um honestly I did I hated it I I didn't like counting macros I didn't like doing minimal cardio like I love to sweat so that was not for me then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something on the opposite end of the spectrum, something I've never thought about doing. And So I was like, I'm going to train and run a marathon. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. So I, I used one of Nick Bear's programs and uh, did a marathon in December. That was really cool. That's a whole new world. Like I know a lot of people do marathons, but like coming from a basketball background, never done distance running, understanding, fueling, pacing like recovery, all those things. Like it's a, it's a lot that goes into that beyond just the actual running. Like people are like, Oh, you run, that's cool. But like, there's a science to it. There's a lot of knowledge that you need to acquire to be successful and, and good at it. And so I probably didn't, you know, eat the correct way. And I definitely got skinnier. I was like, Whoa, like this can't, I can't do this. So then I was like, I'm going to train a little hybrid. And, you know, I was, I was going to different events, a Palooza, um, the Arnold, like different CrossFit events. I was like, you yeah, know, this is kind of cool. So then I kind of experimented with that and and ultimately now kind of the blend of it all is just kind of like a hybrid athlete like I do like running I've actually started getting into trail running which has been really cool we have some trails um, near my apartment um, but then like lifting heavy doing hypertrophy doing some mass building and then high intensity stuff some metcons and amrap stuff like that so kind of blending everything together so I guess it's closely it's closest to crossfit but I don't do a ton of olympic lifts um, and, and ideally, like I would like to do some more events here soon, but business has definitely grown a lot in the last, you know, four to six months. Then I've really tried to prioritize some focus into that. So, um, that's what I'm doing now. I train, I use Matt Frazier's programming now, and then I add some, uh, some other stuff to it. Normally a little bit more cardio than, than normally is programmed, but yeah, dude, that's kind of what I'm doing.
0: I'll tell you that I'm training for a marathon right now too. So I, I'm, I'm starting to. Starting to feel cool. that as well. And like, I'm starting That's to see hard, <laughs> my leg, my legs getting a little skinnier, like weights chopping. It's like, all right, you know, maybe you gotta, it, it is important, um, you know, yeah. fueling and to continue to lift and stay strong. And overall, you know, this is just a reminder to everybody listening to it. It's like, you don't have to go out and run a marathon. You don't have to go out and bodybuild. You don't have to do any of that, but you need to be prioritizing your health and your well being in some way, shape, or form in whatever way that is, you know? So, um, yeah. you know. you you don't have to go out and push yourself and and do the things that Doug and I and Nick bear and some bunch of those other savages do, but you know, just take care of yourself. But
1: yeah. And I, and I think too, like do what you enjoy doing. Like there's something out there for everyone. I don't care what anyone says you maybe like you're saying, maybe you're not a bodybuilder. Maybe you're not a crossfitter. Maybe you're not an endurance athlete. Maybe you like taking walks. That's fine. Like go do something, put on a podcast, listen to music, but like movement is super important. We just had Eric Henman on, Um, and aim fam talks talking about movement as medicine and just the power of like just moving your body he didn't it wasn't crossfit as medicine it wasn't bodybuilding as medicine it was movement as medicine and it's so true like dude there is actual scientific research like if you move and your blood gets to circulate in your body there will be positive benefits to your overall health no matter what you're doing and so yeah man i totally agree with you just get out there and do something find what you like and if you don't like it Try something else. There's no set in stone. If you're not a professional athlete, you know you're not on a contract. You're not getting paid millions of dollars to do one thing. Try whatever.
0: It doesn't matter. Just do it. No doubt, <laughs> dude. No doubt, dude. I uh, I appreciate you your time for hopping on here. Appreciate everything that you are doing, the impact that you're creating. I got two quick questions for you. One is the quick three. So three little quick questions. Get to let the audience know a little bit more about uh you know Doug Elks behind the scenes um and then i'll ask you my final question but uh the number number the the first question i got for you is um you know a book or a podcast that's had the biggest influence on you in the past year
1: ooh it's a good one dude so i'll be honest right now i i love reading <clears throat> i actually really do like to read i don't i probably haven't brought it up high enough on that priority list where it's getting the attention it deserves um so if i had to say book i'd say the bible um <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's that's an easy answer, but I do believe it's important to read that. But no, I've been listening to a ton of podcasts um, lately. Ed Milet has been someone I've, man, I posted one the other day I listened to about just building your brand. Um, and it's cool, man, like building your brand in the confines of, you know, our calling is something I'm actually going to probably do a, a public speaking uh, engagement on here soon with a college that reached out to me. But Yeah, that was that was a dope one. So, yeah, you know, Ed Milet's a really good guy. He's got some really good content. Um, Joe DeSena, we had him on. He's the owner of Spartan. He's got a really strong mindset. He's got a really good podcast. Um, Those guys have been been really, really good. So I would say probably some something Ed Milet's done recently.
0: He's been fun to listen to. Ed Milet's a savage. So is Joe DeSena. No, those guys. Those guys are just legends. Yeah, they're awesome. Second one. What's your go to? cheat meal
1: oh cheat meal um okay i love growing up my favorite food was like pizza i love pizza but i honestly like recently well relatively last few years like i really love calzones um and stromboli stuff like that i don't know if that's i mean i guess it's a cheat meal like i guess not like it's not grilled chicken and broccoli but like it um if you're training for like endurance if you're training for like a marathon it's you need calories but i love I love Stromboli's calzones, that sort of thing is uh, is really good. And um, I used to really like Skittles. I'm not gonna lie. Until all this research came out about it, I've stopped eating Skittles. But <laughs> that was kind of my favorite candy growing up.
0: Dude, dude, I I would eat Skittles before every game and during and and at halftime. Uh, you know, on my <laughs> on my Marshawn Lynch.
1: We uh we've been getting played. All this stuff's come out about him with the ingredients and everything. I'm like,
0: man, that just didn't know. And we'll be all right. You know, we're, we're still, here. Yeah, we got plenty of time to keep putting good into our body. But uh, Okay. The last, the last one I got for you is if you could any, if you could interview anybody on your podcast, who would it be? Mm. Oh, wow. Is this one of those like dead or alive things? Or is this uh... a, <laughs> it could be dead or alive, but you know, realistically, you know, we'll, we'll go with a live somebody, somebody right now who, who you would love to interview on your podcast. That's a, that's a great question. I mean, there's like, my mind is just like full, like I'm
1: looking at like a visual whiteboard. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so many different places I could go with this question for right. yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, It could be an athlete, it could be a mindset person. But I mean, to be honest with you, bro, um, Ed Milet would be really cool. I think, yeah. you know, just because of, you know, the position he's put himself in and, and how he kind of uses this platform. But and even better one honestly, I think my grandfather, like I've, yeah. I've actually I talked to my mom recently. He's had a tremendous impact on me and, and kind of how I've um, tried to build certain things and, and treat people certain ways. And, I, you know, I think he's someone that I should I should have on. And I think it'd just be cool to have that opportunity, that moment together um, for forever. So
0: I, I think he's someone I would want to get on here soon. I love that. Absolutely. All right, dude. My last question for you you know, yours, your podcast is ambition of mine. Mine's called pure ambition. I think we, you know, that it's a word that, <laughs> you know, kind of hits home for both of us. So question I like to ask all my guests is what does the word ambition mean to you? And then how do you apply it to your daily life?
1: Yeah, bro. It's good. I mean, it, people can define it differently. Like to me, really what ambition boils down to is just never, ever, ever settling or making excuses and just taking life just head on and saying, look, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care what's presented to me. I don't care what challenges, what my environment looks like, you know, who doesn't believe in me. I don't care about any of that. I'm going to say, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go make it happen. I'm going to put the work in. I'm never going to give up. To me, ambition is more so about a mindset of just constant pursuit and resilience to keep going, keep pushing And then when you can get to the point where you're doing that successfully, the people around you are going to benefit the people around you are going to be impacted, they're going to be positively lifted as well. That's the magic spot is like, can you be the best version of yourself possible and and keep going, keep pushing, keep leveling up, because that ultimately is going to make so many people around you so much better. Um, And so that's what that's what it means to me, dude, like, I just want to see more people elevate more people grow more people find ways to make an impact more people to live with purpose. That's what ambition is, bro, and and I'm excited to see how it carries out in your life
0: as well, and, and everyone listening. Fire me up, dude. That's what I'm talking about. I love Let's that. go. <laughs> Fire me up. Got me fired up. That's an yeah. incredible, incredible definition. And you had to know that one was coming. You you had to know some sort of question about ambition was coming. People so, love- have asked me that one before. <laughs> yeah, I, I I assume so. But dude, I appreciate you big time. You know, very blessed that God has brought us together. And, uh, you know, we're able to have these conversations. And, you know, the goal is ultimately just to help and impact more people and inspire other people to, you know, live the best for live as the best version of themselves. So you're doing that continuously. And I just want to acknowledge you for that. And I appreciate you. And I wish you nothing but the best brother.
1: Bro, thank you so much. And I I appreciate you having me on dude, this has been really fun. And um, I'm just encouraged what you're doing too, bro. So keep doing, keep spreading the word, keep, keep being positive and keep leading the right way. It's, it's so, so cool to see people doing it for something bigger than themselves. And I see that in you, bro. And I just, I'm excited for you. If I can do anything to help you, um, or promote you or support you, bro, let me know. Cause I love, I love supporting people doing things the right way. So keep going, bro.
0: I appreciate you. Yeah. We all just want to see each other winning, you know, that's collaboration over competition, right? That's what it is, but. Let's go do it. Where can, uh, where can everybody find your stuff? They want to dive more into your content.
1: Yeah. My personal stuff, just at Doug Elks, Instagram, TikTok, everything. And, um, and then yeah, the aim podcast, aim underscore podcast on uh, all socials. You guys can tap in and check it out, but it's uh, yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Go check it out. Run it up. Go show the man some love. Doug, appreciate (laughs) you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man.